Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Hey you. Yeah, you looking down at your radio? The number is 1-866-405-8405. It is toll free to animal communicator Joy Turner, dog father Joey Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, and Dr. Debbie. That's a free call. Yeah, you got to love that. Uh, listen, a uh, big show today. The phones are already, all the lines are lit up. What is I with know. that? I don't know what's going We're on today. We're so busy, golly. Yeah. We got uh, some hate mail. Actually, it's not really hate mail. Yeah, maybe it is hate mail. Uh, somebody very upset at the animals are people too jingle. Oh boy! Uh, Joey's going to tell you how to groom a cat if you're so inclined to do that. Also, uh, we'll be talking to a young lady who's buying protective vests for police dogs, like bulletproof vests. It's a much needed thing. They need it. Yep. And uh, Stacy, what's going on over there? Well, everybody knows that the economy's tough and things are tight for people. Uh, you know, uh, it's very difficult sometimes for people to even feed their dogs and cats. But New Mexico has created a new food stamp program for animals. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. And is it true that uh, we will have the founder of that food stamp program on the show today? Yes, we are, because I want to find out a little bit more about it. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Up by Dr. Debbie, where she lives. Well, almost where she lives. Reno. Uh, actually, Lake Tahoe. I'm sorry about that. They have found a giant abnormal goldfish. And they say this is one of many. This, these are actually, it's kind of sad. It's ruining the, uh, the habitat there. This particular goldfish was 14 inches long, weighed 3.4 pounds. And how do wow. they get that? How do they even get there? Well, they say that people are letting them go from their fish tanks and they're growing there. It's sort of, sort of like something out of The Simpsons. <laughs> with a with a one eyed fish, except these are just giant, and the invasion of these warm species can be uh, detrimental to the ecology. Oh, wow! We'll talk just a little from more. A goldfish. Just from a goldfish. goldfish. Don't let your goldfish go in the in the local lake. That could be very bad for the habitat. Uh, more details on the way right here. Hey, did you guys happen to see? You ever watch that show Shark Tank? I love that. Oh, show. I love that. It is great. Did you see the woman on there who invented the thing where the cats can go to the bathroom on the toilet and they wouldn't give her any money and now she's like now she has she's five million in sales? All big. And you know what the deal is is all you need to do is get on that show and then all of a sudden your sales have, you know, gone through the Just roof. Just getting the recognition, Just, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I can't imagine first of all, walking into the bathroom, seeing my cat there and realizing that I have to wait until in he's line. done <laughs> to go to the bathroom. So make sure well, he flushes. Yeah. You get a kitty potty. You can have like bathrooms with two potties. The like the little kitty potty and the big grown up potty. Now, why aren't the pa- the people that are saying animals are people too complaining about uh, the cats that are using the toilets? That's that's a pretty people like thing to do. Yeah. Judy is screening calls for the dream team. Seems to be a lot of calls for Doctor Debbie today. I bet you see some nasty stuff, Doctor Debbie, in that office. We get some cool abscesses. I'll tell you, we had one today. It was pretty cool. Uh, it really doesn't take very much to get you excited. Oozy pussy it was stuff. Really, it was an abscess on a rat. I mean, how much cooler can, can that be? It was just a big I old, ugly, so. cheesy looking thing. One of the girls almost lost her lunch. Well, no. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I bet you were a cheap date. <laughs> I am easily entertained by gross things, you know. Weird. You should you should have a T-shirt that says that. Yeah, really. You know, the, the other clue that I'm a little odd is as a child, I would walk through the meat market and, like, look into the, the little plastic cellophane things and try to identify all the body parts. Oh. This, was, this was as a child when I didn't really know anatomy, but my mother was disgusted, yes. 
It takes a special type to be a veterinarian, I'm sure. When we go over to Dr. Debbie's house, she'll always flip our lips, and then she'll, you know, she likes to smell our breath. And uh, <laughs> just, just watch. I'm pulling out the glove, and you're in trouble. <laughs> All I know is when I go to the bathroom, I lock the door. She doesn't need to see my poop. And I'll tell you, the scary part is she can palm a basketball. <laughs> like nobody's business. Jeez. Let's head to the phones, one 405 This is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animal. Spay or neuter. Let me say that again. You don't want to do both. Spay or neuter. Let me say it again. Can I do that? You can do whatever you want. Oh, God bless. I'm going to try it one more time. Hi, this is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay or neuter your animal. I love it. You do so good early in the morning. I, I'm, my I'm mouth so fascinated right now, can I tell you? I'm yeah. barely holding it together. Well, you're awesome. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Oh, almost didn't make it in time. <laughs> it's Animal Radio. I'm Hal Abrams, Duty Francis, screening your calls at one 405 8405 Not really screening your calls. I think we let anyone through. Isn't that the, the policy here? <laughs> We're not selective. Much. <laughs> yeah. We're an equal opportunity offender here at Animal Radio. Dr. Debbie's answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, and animal communicator Joy Turner all here. Now, a lot of people uh, that we speak to, at least, they travel the country. And many times they need vet care. And I always like to mention that Dr. Debbie is in Las Vegas, which is a perfect place for a lot of the truckers. It's kind of like a hub. It's always about location. Location, 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 right? (laughs) It's a stopover, yeah. (laughs) I was the one that invented that location, location, location thing. At first, it it was just location, location. And then for more emphasis, I decided to put that third wow. location on that. So yeah, a lot of people know that. Wow, man. You're an innovator. I really am. Stacy. what are you doing? Well, it looks like turkeys are a problem in North Carolina, the kind that fly. Seriously, uh, they're, you know, migrating in south in the winter, and it's been so warm in North Carolina <laughs> that these turkeys are hanging around, oh. and they're flying in the trees. And, you know, turkeys aren't little, so when they uh, decide to eliminate... They're all over the place. But I'll give you all the details, not that there's that much more, coming up on Animal Radio News. Uh, Now, wait a second. I thought turkeys didn't fly. Wasn't that the whole premise behind the WKRP? Turkey vulture she's talking about? I think so. Is it turkey vulture? I believe so. Okay. Can can you guys imagine what it would be like to be a bird that can't fly? I mean, how degrading that would be in the bird business. I mean, all the other birds are up there going, "Ah, you can't fly. (laughs) A bird can't fly. Coming up this hour on Animal Radio, we'll talk to the guy who's founded the Pet Food Stamps Program. If you're on welfare or you get food stamps, you want to be listening up. They also need help. So if you're one of those blessed ones that has a little extra cash sitting in your pockets, you want to help some people less fortunate feed their animals. We'll have the details all on the way right here on Animal Radio. Also this hour, we're going to answer that uh, nasty email uh, about the Animals or People 2 radio jingle that we use. Uh, so you want to stick around for that right here. Robert, hey Robert, where are you calling from today? Chicago, Illinois. Is it a windy city today? No, it's, it's not windy. It's fine. Be- <laughs> beautiful place. Okay, well, I got the good doctor right here. What's going on? Well, we have a dog and a miniature pincher and a cat. The dog is traveling with me. I'm, I'm a truck driver, so the whole week I'm, I'm going with the dog. And okay. uh, when when I come back on the, on the weekend, the the cat is peeing in a in a dog's bed. And for in like the dog's a, last, bed. I don't know, maybe month or something like that. We we didn't have a problem problem before, but 
just just last month that that started to happen. And uh, Kat, Kat uh, it was she, she, she sick, so I don't know what, what we could do. Okay, so just so I'm clear, when you're away, the dog is with you, and the cat's yes. fine, but when you return home with the dog, the cat is urinating in the dog's bed or your bed? In the dog's bed. In the dog's bed. And this only is when the dog is returned to the house. Yes. Oh, that sounds naughty. <laughs> what a naughty kitty. <laughs> you know, when, when we come back, you know, dog dog is after after being out five days in the truck. He's, he wants to play with the, with my daughter, and uh, the, he wants to play with the cat. When before I started to drive, you know, the, doing the trucking, they they were home all the time and they were playing, you know, without the problems. They are together for like four or five years. So I mm-hmm. started driving a year ago, and and that trouble started last last month with the, with the cat. We we were not sure what what we can okay. do. All right. Well, I I think a lot of this is going to be driven out of marking um, territories and resources. And and, and I laugh because such a naughty kitty. It just seems like such a blatant thing, like saying, this is mine. This is my spot. And, you know, you may be back, but this is still my spot. So some of the things that I might ask you to do may be a little bit challenging. Um, Now, when your dog is around, um, where does your cat eat? Uh, where does he eat? Yeah, where's the your cat's food bowl? Um, we have a cradle for a for a cat because she's scratching the furniture a little bit, and we have a lot of furniture, so we put her for a night in uh, into her cradle, and that's uh, that's where her uh, food is. But okay, uh, so- you know, the the dog is he eating the the cat food sometimes uh, also. Okay. Yeah, they do that. <laughs> they definitely do. Yeah. Okay, so this, there's a couple things I would have you do. Now, one of the things that you can do when your dog is away is I'd like you to start feeding your cat inside the dog's bed. So okay. actually put the food inside the bed in a bowl, um, not just laying in the bed, and, and to start to use this as a feeding site for your kitty. Now, that's going to do two things. It's going to make her less apt to want to urinate there in the future because, you know, cats are tidy animals and we don't want to soil where the food is. Now, ideally, what I would ask you to do is to get two different beds and to provide one of the beds for the kitty and make that kind of her spot um, where she can um, have a very similar out, um, environment to the dog's bed and, and see if she will claim that and accept that as her own without marking on the dog's spot. The other thing we can do um, is going to be a little bit more challenging is we can, we can try to make the environment um, on the opposite end of the spectrum. We can make the environment around the dog's bed unappealing to the kitty. Um, so sometimes we can do things like uh, motion activated, uh, like compressed air canisters and uh, turning uh, plastic uh, runners upside down around that area. Those kind of things will be useful to keep kitty away, but they may keep your dog away from that as well. So <laughs> you have to kind yeah. of keep that in mind. Um, the other thing that I'd really ask you to do is to pick up um, some kitty pheromone diffusers. Now, these are plug-in dispensers that don't give off smells like lilacs and, and vanilla, French vanilla. They're going to give off um, a scent hormone that you cannot detect, but cats can, and it can help kind of calm them. And when we're having some terrible...
territorial or cat behavior issues, it's something we like to use in the area where the problem is occurring. So in the zone where the dog bed is. And then also making sure that the kitty's food is out of dog's reach because we don't want to create any other competitions. Um, if kitty feels like she's got to uh, claim other resources in the house, such as her food, um, sleeping sites, um, all of that kind of stuff, it might make some more um, behavior problems more likely. So get make sure that food is elevated for kitty where the dog can't get to it. Um, and then um, also give her you know some other sites where she can kind of perch and look out and look down on her subjects, especially the dog in the household. Because um, cats like to get up high and she'll feel more secure and she'll be less apt to need to feel to mark her territory. And a lot of times it's all mental play. It's making them feel and recognize that they are the kings and queens of our house. And as long as everything is cool, or as long as they're the kings and queens, everything is cool. So um, those are some of the ways you can kind of help that happen. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. It was only meant to be a safety drill at a zoo, but dozens of children were left in tears after an escaped animal drill went all wrong. The idea was to test the readiness of the staff at a Tokyo Zoo. An employee dressed in an orangutan costume took part in a well-intentioned practice drill based on a scenario of a strong wind blowing a tree into an enclosure providing a way out for an orangutan. The overacting actor jumped out of the cage and began running around the zoo, scattering the crowds while being chased by employees. For his grand finale, the Oranga actor grabbed an employee and was promptly shot with a fake tranquilizer gun. He dramatically fell to the ground and that's when all the kids started crying, thinking that their happy trip to the zoo had turned into the day they witnessed an orangutan being killed. It took some time, but the staff was finally able to convince everyone that it was all an act. Although it will probably be a performance many of those kids will never forget. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 kill all flea life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet special. Retailers. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Don't you just hate paying for things you don't need? Man, I do. And that's why I'm here to tell you about PennyBackup.com. We all know about those big companies that allow us to back up computer files and data to a safe place on the web, and that's great. But what makes me crazy is that they make me pay for gigabytes of storage that I don't need. PennyBackup.com is here to the rescue with the same features, the same data protection, the same services, but you pay only 8.9 cents for every gigabyte used. Heck, that's less. 
less than a dime per gigabyte. PennyBackup.com continually backs up your data and files, and if your computer gets stepped on by an elephant or your hard drive crashes, you'll be able to download all of your important data to a new computer immediately. And PennyBackup.com is as safe as the other guys. It just costs a lot less at 8.9 cents per gigabyte. Want more proof? Go to PennyBackup.com for a free 30-day trial and see for yourself. See how much money you'll save for no loss of service or security. It's PennyBackup.com. Celebrating our connection with your pets toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. The Dream Team, to my left, one hep cat, dog father Joey Volani. I have to say that or I'll end up on the business side of a wedgie. <laughs> He's told me that I had to do And to my right, the very attractive Dr. Debbie, also very attractive dog trainer Alan Cable, and animal communicator Joy Turner. And uh, let's head to, let's see, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. catch a tiger by my toe. How about Ginger? Hey, Ginger. Hi. How Hi. are you? Good. How are you doing? Where are you calling from today? Uh, Frisco, Texas. Frisco? What's going on? How can we help you today? I got Alan to my right, Dr. Debbie to my left, the dog father, Joey Villani, and animal communicator, Joey Turner, all for you. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Well, we have this gorgeous dog that we adopted that we love a lot. He's a... Part uh, wire hair terrier, part uh, something dachshund. We think, <laughs> and <laughs> he's precious. But he's decided that he is now the big protector. We have a pack. We have two chihuahuas on top of this, and um, so he thinks he's the big protector. So anytime anything moves outside or around our house, he goes into a barking rampage. And even when we come into the garage, you know, when somebody comes home, he usually leaves the pack in a barking rampage. So we, you know, we've got neighbors all around us. So far we haven't gotten any citations, but we feel as if someday we will because he's just, it's just irritating, and he may do it while we're talking. But um, we have a dog boar, so we let him, you know, we let them go in and out when the weather's nice on their own free will. And so he'll take off and tear up and down the fence and just bark up the storm. So we've actually seen those barking collars, uh, the ones that electrocute them when they bark, and we thought about getting one of those to use it as a teaching tool, but just looking for suggestions before we go that route. Well, you know, I'm I'm so glad you called because you're a very intelligent woman. I can tell just by hearing you speak. And the best teaching tool is you and your family. And like I always say, I'm not there to see. I'm not there to see what you're doing. If you're consistent with rules and structure, if your family is consistent with rules and structure, if you're setting boundaries, I can tell by what you're telling me that you're not. So this dog, basically, there's a couple of things here. They're very energetic dogs. The terriers are very, very energetic dogs. They need to be exercised. 
exercised. That's the first and foremost most important thing. If they're not getting fulfilled, they're seeking excitement. So that dog's excitement is when you let him out, that's his excitement. That's his fulfillment. He's going to bark at everything that moves because it makes him feel good, makes him feel happy. It gets his energy out. That's his fulfillment. So you've got to change his fulfillment by taking an active part in his exercise. Just letting him out in the yard is not enough. You've got to walk that dog. Discipline, structure, rules, and you being in charge of your dogs and you being the leader always starts at the end of a leash. That is the first place you start is walking your dog properly, making sure your dog is at your side. And it's very hard to teach a terrier to walk on a leash. you got to be patient and you've got to be firm. So you've got to be willing to walk your dog on that leash. And then when you let the dog outside, you've got to immediately intercede. You've got to immediately step in when that behavior comes out. So first, the first step is to tire your dog out with exercise. The second step is to know, okay, I'm going to let my dog out now. I'm going to let my husband let the dog out. As soon as he makes a move to act like that, you herd him away from the fence. You take the space away. The quickest way to stop the barking, in other words, let's say your dog was a dog that jumped on the couch and barked out the window at everybody who walked by. The best thing to do is just take that space away. So as soon as your dog jumps up on the couch, makes his move to start barking at grandma walking by, you get up on the couch, you get right next to him, and you actually push him out of the way. You as the leader push him out of the way. You take that space away, and you make that space off limits. Okay, And as soon as you do that in the yard, you take the space away where the dog runs up to the fence and starts barking. You start taking that space away. You're telling your dog, hey, I'm the leader here. I'm in charge. These are the rules. And as soon as your dog starts to obey those rules and you're tiring them out with energy, with exercise, you're going to praise your dog for doing whatever it is you want him to do, for giving you the right behavior. So you use very, very strong leadership techniques to take control. And then when your dog's doing what you want, you give the dog praise. But the first step is to tire that dog out every day, either with a long walk or actively playing with that dog. You've got to tire him out. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And we used to walk him uh, probably at least a mile every evening, but we actually have quit doing that. So, And his... his uh, excitement level has gotten to be more so around here. So Yeah, and is- I know, you know, you get tired to come home from work. Think of it like this. Think of it like this. Your dog is just like your kids. They have needs. And if they don't get their needs satisfied, they're going to find ways to satisfy their needs themselves, which is what you don't want as a leader. You want to be in charge of taking care of your dog. And the first and foremost things that dogs need besides being socialized, they need exercise. They need exercise to the point where they're tired. And then they need structure. They need rules and regulations. They need to know what's expected of them. And the whole family has to adhere to those rules and regulations. And then the last thing they need, and, and, and most people think it's the most important thing, but it's the least most important thing, is affection. You only give a dog affection when they're calm, laying there, mellow. You never give an excited dog affection because what you're saying is, hey, I love this behavior. I love when you jump on me and, and hump my arm and bite me. It's wonderful. Good dog. So you don't want to give a dog like that affection. You want to correct and ignore. And once you start to exercise that dog and walk that dog, tire that dog out, and take the space away and teach the dog, no, 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 I don't want you doing that, everything will work itself out. But it takes time, it takes patience, it takes consistency, it takes a strong uh, leader, and you have to be committed, a strong, committed leader, and your family has to do the same thing. 
Okay, let me ask you one question. Um, say, so he shoots out the door like a bullet, runs out to the fence, and starts... That's a problem. Okay, that's a problem. He shouldn't be allowed to shoot out the door like a bullet. The only one who shoots out the door is you. Firstly, your dog never enters the house first. He never leaves the house first. So you put him on a leash, and you teach him to sit. You step outside. Then you give him permission to go outside. And the trigger is, when you open the door, he's already hemped up on energy. He's excited. Because that's his trigger. He knows he's going to charge the fence and bark. So you've got to step in and stop that whole uh, procedure. You've got to step in and nip that in the bud. So in other you words, go outside. We'll shut the door and not use the door dog door anymore to train. Ex- exactly. You do not use that dog door until the dog has been taught to be calm and mellow in the yard. Okay. Now you know he's always going to bark a little bit at people going by, and, and and that's you know that's because he's warning you, and that's because he's alerting you, and that's because he's you know he wants people to know that they're on his territory. Those are all normal reasons, but barking consistently, constantly, no, that's that's a dog telling you, hey, I'm not getting what I need. I'm not getting the exercise I need. I'm not being fulfilled in the house. So I'm going to go excite myself this way. All right. So okay, say we exercise him. We shut the door. We let him out the back to the backyard, which is a fenced yard. To go now, listen, this is important. This is important. You have to go out first and take him out on a leash. Okay. Take him out on a leash. As okay. soon as he makes the move to go kooky, you correct him with a, with a jolt from the leash. Okay. But don't okay. say anything. Don't say anything. Either correct him with a jolt on the leash or turn the opposite way and walk back towards the house at 90 miles an hour so he gets a jolt. Don't say anything. When he starts being calm and not barking at the fence, good dog. Good. Okay, so set him up for success. What you're saying. He's paying total attention to what you're saying. I've got you on speakerphone so my family can hear. And he is actually standing here watching. He wants to hear what's going on. Yeah. Give him a big old hug from all of us, and thanks okay. for listening to Animal Radio. Good luck, Ginger. I like that lady. She's got a brain, and I think that uh, she will be successful, and I know it's frustrating for her. We are here for you at one 405 8405 Boy, Europe is really having some problem with horse meat. They're finding that there's some beef products that have been filled with horse meat, and it's escalating all across continental Europe. Nestle is now recalling some uh, of their food that's been distributed in Europe. Burger King had to recall some burgers. They found hamburgers made with horse meat. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. The scale of that is really amazing. And as the weeks go on, we find out just how big that is. But it hasn't spread to the U.S. yet, has it? As far as I know, not. No, I don't think it has. Uh, but, of course, Stacy will have the latest coming up in just a few minutes. Also on the show today, we're going to talk to a gentleman who has created pet food stamps. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, because the they're... program like people get food stamps, but this is food stamps for pets. I totally get that. You don't even need to explain it to me. I, I understand because I know there's a lot of people that uh, are down in their luck mm-hmm. recently. The recession has been tough, and they're trying to put food on their table it's hard to also put food on their animal's table mm-hmm. or bowl. And sometimes they give up their own Why food. Why not? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So he'll be on the show in just a few minutes. Also, we'll be talking to a young lady who's, um, she started a nonprofit organization to fund canine protection vests for police departments. You know, like bulletproof vests. I'm not even sure if they call it bulletproof anymore. We'll ask her in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. <laughs> 
Hi, it's Alan Cable with another dog tip. Probably the most important one of all. I have a big dog. He's 120 pounds. The other day when he was laying down all calm, my daughter went over to pet him and tried to put her face right near his. He growled at her. My dog was giving my daughter a warning. In the dog world, when you put your face in another dog's, it's very rude or it's interpreted as a threat. Same thing with a hug. Most dogs don't like them, but they can learn to tolerate them from you. However, that doesn't mean they're going to let a stranger do it. And you've got to be on the lookout for warning signs that a dog is getting ready to become aggressive. Now, a lot of people say, oh, it came out of nowhere. That's very rare. Dogs give lots of warning signs to folks and other dogs before they become aggressive. People usually just don't recognize them. You can tell when your dog is calm and relaxed and wants affection. And if you're watching, you can also tell when a dog is about to become aggressive. Since dogs live in groups and they can't talk, they use their body language and sounds to express themselves, communicate, and negotiate the interactions with you and other dogs. Now, a dog that shows aggression towards people usually gives significant warning signs first. He may become very rigid and still, growl at the person. He might actually punch the person with his nose or lunge forward without any contact or show his teeth. Look at a dog's posture in his eyes. Do you see a big portion of the white part of his eye? Does his head look coiled like it's ready to strike? Now, if a dog owner's not watching carefully, he or she may miss the warning signs and think the dog's flown off the handle for no reason. This is very rare, but it can be just seconds between a warning and a bite. How many times have you heard people say she's never done that to anyone before? Never acted like that. So what can you do? Number one, don't let any stranger attempt to hug your dog. Dogs perceive that as a threat. And number two, don't let anybody put their face right up in your dogs. Teach your kids never to do that to strange dogs. Teach your kids not to tower over a dog, but to crouch on the side of a dog, a couple of feet away, leaning in the opposite direction and looking forward or down so the dog doesn't feel threatened or cornered. And just wait for the dog to say hi. Get more tips at AnimalRadio.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, if you're like me, you probably go on the web all the time to do shopping. And one thing that's great about the web is you can do comparison shopping. And if you have pets, that could be pretty tough. There's a dog owner who's got an entrepreneurial bent, and he started a website aimed at making it easier for pet lovers to find the right products at the right price. Doug Doug, that's the name of the site. It's a new price comparison site, and it aims to provide pet product information from multiple online retailers in a clear, easily understandable format. According to David Key, he's the site's founder. Mr. Key is a former hedge fund analyst, and he said he created Doug Doug out of his own frustration. So his site attempts to sort the products in a way like a search on Doug Doug, for instance, for Advantix. You know, that's flea and tick stuff. It'll return a menu of options based on the pet's weight. When you click on the proper weight, like 11 to 20 pounds, an appropriate list of vendors and prices appear. Doug Doug also includes any coupons next to the item. That way, users can receive the discount when they buy the item rather than having to scour the web for potentially available coupon codes. Doug Doug doesn't conduct any sales itself. Rather, once you find the best price, you select the vendor and then you're taken to that website to complete the sale. A new program to offer pet food stamps is getting a big response from New Mexicans, not not Mexicans coming into the country, but people from New Mexico. The nonprofit pet food stamps is not a government program, but it works just like human food stamps. Families who qualify for state assistance could qualify for assistance in feeding their pets as well. Local animal shelters are hoping the assistance will ease the overpopulation problems. We distribute about 3,000 pounds of pet food each week in Albuquerque, said Don Glass. She's the marketing director 
here at Animal Humane, New Mexico. Animal Humane's Emergency Food Bank feeds about 400 families every month in Albuquerque, but the help is only for dire situations. There's no long-term help. To qualify, families have to prove that they're receiving state assistance. If approved, they'll get a monthly allotment to spend at national retailer Pet Food Direct. Applications can be filled out on the Pet Food Stamps website. Because the organization is nonprofit, they also need money of monetary donations um, while they search for federal funds and grants. So that'd be a good uh, a good thing to help out. One hotel guest's decision to skip the European resort's pool and take a dip in the 3,000-gallon lobby fish tank has become a YouTube hit. The man's giggling friends use their cell phones to capture this impromptu swim. The more than $200 a night four-star Radisson Blue Hotel in the Channel Islands. A spokeswoman for the hotel said it was a dangerous stunt for the man and the fish, although none of the tank's regular inhabitants were harmed. Sounds like a great way to take a dip, I guess. I don't know. Clean up. But when you get out, guess what you smell like? Fish. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicab, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at Frolicat.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolicat toys automatically entertain and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolicat Bolt or Frolicat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. If you depend on prescription opioid painkillers or heroin to get through each day, you may ask yourself, how did I get here? Withdrawal and rehab seem like scary and difficult roads, but there is a different way. I know because I was just like you and I found it at TurnToHelpNow.com. At TurnToHelpNow.com, I learned about different ways to get help, including those in a private setting without the need for daily visits. Find your courage and go to TurnToHelpNow.com today. That's the sound of Selsun Science wiping out dandruff. Introducing Selsun Blue Sensitive Scalp. Feel it get to the root of dandruff and gently whisk scalp irritation away with soothing vitamins B5, E, and essential oils. Now when you style your hair, it feels oh so good to the touch. New Selsun Blue Sensitive Scalp. Science for your scalp. Uses directed. Animal Radio is brought to you by... Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs. Kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes. Repels biting flies and kills lice. It's Animal Radio. A whole different animal. 
1-866-405-8405. And I was uh, looking in the paper this morning, and I saw one of these police dogs, these canine dogs, that help out the cops. Mm-hmm. They're so cool. They're trained to, to go in usually ahead of the cops if there's some kind of trouble. And I've always wondered, are these animals protected? I know. What happens to them? They don't have guns. They, yeah, they have no guns. No. And you don't really want to train a dog to use a gun because that could be, mm. that's that's a whole mess, yeah. really. No, you don't want to get involved there. with. Maybe a stun gun, though. Oh, I'm just, there you go. There's a suggestion. I'm just going to throw that out there. Okay. Uh, but uh, there's a nonprofit group in Massachusetts. It's called Vested Interest. Vested interest in canines, and they're providing protective vests for police dogs. And we have from uh, Vested Interest in Canines, Sandy Marcel. She is the president. Hi, Sandy. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Very good. So tell me about uh, this organization, what you do, and what you've done. Uh, well, we started off as a nonprofit back in 2009. Uh, it was something that I had done previously as a volunteer uh, for 13 13- Years and I decided after that period it was time to become a nonprofit because it would open so many doors and opportunities for us to be able to help more dogs. So um, it became a nonprofit in 2009, and we focused on initially helping dogs in Massachusetts. And uh, then as time went on, we realized there were needs for dogs everywhere and decided to expand our mission just about a year later. So uh, we've been helping dogs across the country now. When you say helping dogs, what is it that you're doing? Uh, we're raising money for bullet and stab protective vests for the law enforcement dogs, uh, you know, whether it's uh, narcotics, tracking, uh, patrol dogs. Any, any, actually, any breed of dogs that's involved in law enforcement work that has a need that the department's budget doesn't have to provide to them. Mm. So these are like bulletproof vests that the cops wear, except they're for dogs. We actually call them bullet and stab protective vests because nothing is ever bulletproof. Okay. And what is does something like this cost for a dog? Um, they're just over a thousand dollars. Wow. Uh, yeah, and they last for five years. So in, in most dogs' career, we anticipate that they're going to need two of those vests. Why is it you don't think that the police department automatically suit their canines with vests? I mean, I would have thought they would have done that. Yeah. Well, in most cases, they just don't have the budget to do it. And in some cases, the departments actually raise their own money for the canine program, such as to get the dog and to outfit the cruiser with the necessary uh Caging and alarm system, and sometimes they raise the funding for the dog's veterinary care, food, grooming of that nature. So sometimes people don't realize that that's the case. Now, can these vests be reused if the dog doesn't, you know, the career doesn't last five years? Can they be used by other dogs? Um, we do. We will offer to recycle them. Sometimes they'll send them back to us if the dog retires early, and we'll mm-hmm. cross-check each vest is sized. Her dog, so we'll cross-check our sizing to see if there's any dog on a waiting list that might be a good fit to uh, recycle the vest. So yes, we do. How many dogs are there really? Uh, canines that are helping cops? There's got to be thousands throughout the United States. Thousands. Wow. Yeah, I heard about that uh, shooting. What was it in Florida of the canine? And and there then was, one in Minnesota too. Right. There was a shooting in Florida of a retired police dog, and then the police dog in Minnesota was stabbed to death. Wow. That's horrible. Okay, so how many have you uh, have you managed to get for different police um, departments? So far, we're about two hundred. And you you probably need a lot of help to do this. I mean, a thousand bucks per vest. <laughs> that's not is, cheap. No, that's not cheap. Uh, well, I only last two. 
Yeah, they are. Why, why do they only last five years? Well, what happens well, the, to them? the ballistic material that's inside the vest breaks down after a certain period of time, so the manufacturer puts a warranty on them, just the same as with the, the police officer, same thing. How can we help out? Well, we have um, have a campaign coming up through uh, Group on Grassroots, and uh, it's coming up March 14th through the 20th, and we would love to make people aware of this campaign because there are still thousands of dogs out there that need help, and we've actually been recruiting canines across the country to, to come on board with this campaign. And we previously did this campaign with Group on in January. It was a regional campaign, mm-hmm. and... Uh, People were very receptive to it, so much so that they donated over $55,000 in a two-week period, wow. which allowed us to outfit 53 dogs with vests in 23 states. Wow. That is amazing. That is really good work. So it really is. It, it was just incredible. We, we, we never expected in a million years for the response that we got, but Groupon has been a great platform. Uh, we've been working with the grassroots team, and they have been incredible about helping us and continuing to help us. So we think it's a wonderful partnership. Mm, You're also seeking volunteers, right? We are. um, We're seeking volunteers to help. We do a lot of networking through social media, so people have the opportunity to um, help out on their own time. The campaign is a week long, but we've been working with volunteers for the last three weeks that are helping to recruit canines across the country to network with other uh, businesses online that will help us share this link when it comes out. Um, so we're hopeful that we would have the opportunity to double this campaign, which is also a pet animal-related campaign through Groupon. So we think it's a really good fit, and it's nationwide, which will go to over 20 million people. What's the website? Um, well, they can find it through our regular website, and they can get to our Facebook, Twitter page through there. So it's www.v as in victory, i as in Indiana, k as in kitchen, the number nine, S as in Samantha, dot O-R-G. And um, we'd love to have people check it out and join us. The Groupon campaign is very affordable. It's actually a $10 donation. So that mm. tells you how many people across the country would like to see these dogs safe. Hmm. you got to love that. I'll put all that information over at the website at AnimalRadio.com, too. You're doing good work, Sandy. Keep it up, will you? Well, we thank you for giving us great opportunity to, to keep spreading the word. We have a lot of listeners that care, and hopefully we'll find some more vests for them. Not well, for the listeners, are- for the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners well, are already in straight We appreciate you taking the time to help spread our message. Have a great day, Sandy. We appreciate it. Boy, she's doing some good work. I love it to hear people doing stuff like that. You know, my dad was a cop, and I remember him bringing home two retired police dogs. Really? Yeah. Did they wear vests? No, they didn't wear vests. This was years ago. You know, I don't even think back then, you know, well, 40-something years ago that they had vests. 40-something years ago. Well, but we're not going to give out anybody's age. (laughs) 20-some years ago. Yeah, let's just say 10 years ago. Yeah, when the dinosaurs were roaming. Hey. (laughs) All the lines are lit up. What is with that? I know. What's going on today? We're so busy, golly. Yeah. We got uh, some hate mail. Uh, Somebody very upset at the Animals Are People 2 jingle. Now, we just dealt with this last week, yes? By the end of the show, we'll have a new jingle. (laughs) Uh, that's all on the way right here. Uh, Joey's going to tell you how to groom a cat if you're so inclined to do that. Well, everybody knows that the economy's tough and things are tight for people. Uh, very difficult sometimes for people to even feed their dogs and cats. But New Mexico has created a new food stamp program for animals. And is it true that uh, we will have the founder of that food stamp program on the show today? Yes, we are, because I want to find out a little bit more about it. Well, that's good to know. 
Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. This is Animal Radio, baby. Radio. Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, is actually taking calls, talking to some cats. Is that what's happening? Giving cat advice? Wow. Yes, she is. She's good. Well, she lives with cats, so she knows She cats. knows all of Does she think she's a cat? She does. Sometimes she looks like a cat. She's she small like, like a, a cat. cat. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, we have a call for dog father, Joey Volani. Hey, Mike. What's going on? Well, uh, about once a year or so, the wife and I tend to lose control of our Himalayan Blue Point cat's hair. It gets a little bit clumpy, and we end up having to go and get a lion's cut for it, trim it all the way down to the to the beginning again. But um, it's close to that time now, and we're wondering if there's anything that the master knows that we can do to try and unclump some of the clumps that we might be able to save having to trim them down. We'd rather leave them, you know, the way he's supposed to be, although he's very cute the other way. Hey, listen, this is what you got to do, okay? Number one, depending on how bad it is and how tolerable your kitty is, um, it's really is going to determine it. First thing you want to do is is go in with a comb and just take the edge of the comb and lightly go underneath the matting, and you're going to work it out little by little by little, okay? Just taking out small pieces. So it's almost as if you're going underneath the knot, and it's going to be... Hmm, the best way to explain it is, is let's say I was carving something out with it with a knife and I'm just doing it little by little. Well, you can do that with the back of the comb. And cat fur actually doesn't hold like dog hair. It's going to pull out a lot easier. And what you'll do is you'll work it out until that mat basically comes off. Now, unfortunately, it's probably going to leave a little bit of a hole, but it looks a hell of a lot better than doing a whole lion cut because usually once you start breaking it up, it comes out easy, and then it'll just release where most of the hair should stay, but some of it's going to come 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 away. As you're doing this, you may want to spray the cat with a detangling spray that you can buy in any pet shop, okay? okay. Pet Smart Pet Co. That's made specifically for cats. Now, what that's going to help do is going to help moisturize a little bit. Help remove the, the, the fur a little bit more okay. and, and work it out little by little. It's definitely a two-person process because if your cat doesn't like it, they're going to let you know. But you don't want you. that to be... <laughs> You don't want that to be a situation where, you know what, they're taking you to the hospital because cat bites can can really do that. So you want someone to hold the cat by the scruff of the neck, which is extremely important. If the cat is, you know, just doesn't like it, you know what, leave it to the professional because also you don't want it. You don't want to hurt the cat. But I find that better than any brush, any type of miracle spray. Use the back of that comb, get underneath that that mat, and work it out little by little. And that's the best advice I can give you for that. Actually, that's great advice. I haven't tried that, and I'm at a pet store right now where I can buy some detangling stuff, so that's pretty convenient and good timing as well. Um, is there Make any case sure. I could ask you also about dander on uh, a long-haired cat? Is that, that spray going to that mention, like, help condition it some? Is that the right thing to be there, too? Well, the conditioning spray would work. It depends on how severe. Sometimes it's a dietary problem. Other times it depends on the heat in your house. If you have forced hot air heat, a lot of times that will bring on dander, and that spray will work wonderful. Um, if it's not not an arid type of area, whether it be in your house or outside, then it's probably dietary, and then you may want to, you know, try different foods or, or supplements in, in your kitty's food. Okay. 
Well, that's awesome. I'm so glad that I got a chance to call in today. Make sure, though, that the spray is made of cats. That's extremely important. Thanks for your call today, Mike. 1-866-405-8405 is the number to the Dream Team. Toll free. Animal Radio. Toll free at 1-866-405-8405. And we go to Kendra. Hi, Kendra. Hi, how are you guys? Good. Where are you calling from today? Las Vegas, Nevada. Beautiful Las Woo-hoo! Vegas, the home of Dr. <laughs> Debbie. What's going on? Um, I have a little blind deaf dog. I used to own my own rescue in Simi Valley, where I'm from. And I picked him up out in um, Kern County. And he's about a year and a half. We're guessing Queensland healer Jack Russell mix. Okay. And he is... He's only got 20% sight in one eye, so he's legally blind, and he is completely 100% deaf. And I was curious on, he's very well behaved, he doesn't bolt out the doors, Um, he's very good with other animals, but I was curious how I teach him how to, like, sit, stay, lay down, try and get him some basic obedience, maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And um, a lot of uh, rewarding is going to be the big thing with these. So there are some, you can use either the general sign language um, hand signals or mm-hmm. some general ones, uh, you know, like the thumbs up for a good dog, um, come down. And, and you have to just be consistent. Use the same hand command um, as you're training. And because we are hearing and sight impaired, you want to make sure that when you're doing initial training that you, you do keep him on a kind of a close leash so that you can redirect without having to you know, chase him down or to try to gather his attention. Um, but really, it's a matter of picking your hand signals and rewarding. So if he does something good and he does your uh, your behavior, then you give him the hand signal and you give a little food reward. Um, it's very easy to teach things like you know the come just based off those visual commands alone. Um, for around the house, um, a lot of it is kind of learning um, different sites. Um, for a pet that has both, you know, vision and hearing problems, I try to um, structure different areas of the home um, with sense. Now, dog's sense of smell is, is far superb to ours, um, but there are some ways that you can help him make sure we can find the doggy door or where he goes outside um, by scent marking that. So you might use, like, lavender oil by the back door um, as a way to kind of help facilitate. Um, you, you know what? I, I want to just butt in real yeah. quick. There was a, a website that I came across recently, and it's called Tracers and it's T-R-A-C-E-R-Z and it, they have scent markers for blind dogs and there's stickers that you can put around That's that cool. have scents. So there it's you a, go. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah he's so, really good. Like like I said, he's well, he's really well behaved for the most part but it's also because I've turned into his seeing eye dog where he follows me everywhere. He doesn't really go anywhere to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, he's obedience wise, I mean, he never bolts out the door. He never, um, we have no issues with him holding his potty until we go outside and stuff like that. It was just like basic commands because he, he's very intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gotten yeah, to the point where if I close the door, now mind you, it's taken him almost a year to do it, but I'll close the door and we have those long handles and he's figured out how to open it. Oh, so he well, he's come a- into where I'm at. <laughs> okay. So I just wanted to get some basic obedience into him so, you know, I could 
take them out in public and tell them to sit and stay. And- yeah, and basically all those same commands in the way you train a hearing dog, um, you know, the down command. You kind of have to show them that if they don't already know that be- behavior and that prompting for that behavior. But then once you do, you do the hand signal, you reward them for it. And he'll figure that out, um, you know, really quickly. As far as now, one thing you may need, um, because he is a bit visually impaired there, um, is um, a vibrational collar can be a helpful thing as well. Um, now, I'm not talking about a shock collar where you're going to be zapping him, um, but it's a good way to get a dog's attention when they're a bit out of your immediate zone. Um, where he may not be able to locate you quite as well. Um, so that's another thing you can look into. And I know there's there's a, a lot of different ones out there. Um, you can just Google it and, and find some of those different companies out there. Oh, cool. We'll have to get him one of those. I didn't even know they made those. Um, oh, and another thing. He has an issue where he gets scared really easily because he can't see very well and he can't hear. Sure. And he pees. And it, no one has to be near him. Uh-huh. Nothing has to move. It's just like if a shadow's not where it normally is or mm-hmm. if, like, for example, we have, like, this little entry where we hang our jackets and mm-hmm. sometimes we'll just throw our jackets over the little shelf and mm-hmm. that throws him completely off, like, completely it's, 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 he can't see it well enough to know exactly what it is, and he pees just everywhere. Well, some of that is making him feel comfortable in his environment, and while he may follow you and be dependent on you, that may make him help maneuver, but he does have to, have to develop self-sufficiency. Um, so always being dependent on a human, even if they're visual dogs and they get around, if a dog can't be out of our presence, then they're going to be more, they're going to have more challenges coping with things that are outside the norm or that can frighten them in their environment. And there's going to be a lot that can spook him, um, because he may not see those things coming, the shadows may be, jumping out from left and right at him. Um, so you're going to have to make sure that you do work on rewarding good behavior and calm behavior. So if he's, you know, following you around the house consistently, we don't necessarily want to reward just that behavior. We want to reward him for being able to find his pillow, lying down and being quiet and calm when he's 10 feet away from you. And that's the difference. So it isn't always about come to me and sit and down. We want to be able to say, okay, here's your dog pillow. Can you sit down, lay and be a good boy um, and then we'll reward you for that yeah. and sometimes you know even check around um, a lot of um, trainers even here locally in Las Vegas will have some experience training the deaf dogs and that's a great way to kind of get a little bit of professional consultation to help you along those ways we have four children and they're young children and he's perfect with them I mean I bet you deaf, being deaf helps with that because he can't hear him scream but he's <laughs> <laughs> great with the kids we have a great Dane and a Mastiff and he's great with them it's Good. just little things like his basic obedience I had no idea how to teach him to stay or how to sit and stuff like that and that's really helpful especially if like we have company like I said he follows me everywhere so if I'm in the kitchen or we have company I don't necessarily want him at my feet and I don't want to put him away and make him because he has a crate and we try not to lock his crate unless we're going to be gone because I don't want him to feel like it's his, not his home. You know, I was always taught not to lock a dog up when you have company because it's their home. You don't want them to be a think company's a bad thing. Well, that'll be depend on the situation, but you know, he may feel cozier in an enclosed place when things are a little uncertain. So I, I, I don't want to say don't provide that because that can actually be a good retreat for him if things are a little bit uh, bustling around the house. Well, we so. always leave his crate open, and the children are taught. The children are taught don't touch him. Crate's the safe zone. He's free game if he's out, but if he's in his crate, that's you don't touch it. And he goes in it freely. I just don't want him to feel like he's locked. In. He does not like to be locked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
at okay. all. But like you said, he does like small places. He rides in the car seats all the time. We actually put extra car seats in our car so he has somewhere to ride when we go on car rides. Just that Aww. closed environment, like the infant exactly. car seats. Yep. Dogs are thin animals, so mm. they definitely they dig their private space, just mm. like me. <laughs> Kendra, thanks for your call today. Uh, Kendra is a seeing eye person. Is what she is, and we appreciate that. That all she does for her animals, loving them so much. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. That's toll free to the Dream Team here at Animal Radio. Phew. Wow. You're listening to Animal Radio. Let's go ahead and take one for Dr. Debbie right now. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. We have Pinky on the. Hey, Pinky, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? I love that name. How'd you get that name? Um, actually, the day I was born, my grandmother gave it to me because I was hoping. And I'm 61, and I still have the name. <laughs> well, I love it. Well, I have Dr. Debbie right here for you. What's going on with your animal? Well, I have a 14-year-old border collie, and she's had she has bad genes. She's a, um, a puppy male dog. And okay. so I've been, I've had problems all, all of her life, but... I got her when she was about a year old. Right now, um, the problem is I'm just want to find out what the best amount of exercise would be for her. She does have hip dysplasia and she does have advanced um, arthritis. She goes monthly and gets acupuncture and she gets chiropractic care and she's on um, Chinese herbs and also other um, like glucosamine products and has been since she was about four. Um, but what I'm wondering about is if how much exercise she should get. Okay, basically. great question. I mean, thank you. Yeah, and and you sound like you've, you're tapping into a lot of different uh, modalities to help control pain and how to keep her mobile in her senior years there. So that's that's wonderful. And it, it, the hard thing is that this is a difficult question to answer for every pet as a blanket statement. And my response normally is the amount of exercise we want for a senior pet with arthritis depends on their existing muscle tone and strength and um, also what they can tolerate already. So, for instance, my 13-and-a-half-year-old dog, we usually get out for walks almost every day. Um, and that's something that has helped to maintain some muscle mass. If we have a pet that has lost a lot of muscle tone because they can't move their legs as well and they're arthritic and painful, they're not going to have the stamina to withstand to um, more um, lengthy exercise. So for some senior pets of that age, you know, I might just say, hey, just take them to the corner and uh, of the block and, and bring them home. And, and the ways that we determine how much is enough and not too much is really on how well the pet, pet is tolerating it during the activity. So for walking, it's a weight-bearing activity. So, um, you know, weight management is always somewhere in that therapy for dealing with arthritis and how to manage that. So um, we want to just make sure that when we're coming back and returning from our exercise that we're not lagging, we're not dragging feet, and we're not um, breathing excessively um, hard. If we're seeing any of that, then we need to cut things back in the activity. And uh, in my guideline of 30 minutes is, you know, for some old dogs, that is more than enough. And some others, 10 minutes might be more than enough. Now, swimming, warmer months of the year, swimming is fabulous. And an older pet, as long as we do this with supervision, they can help to maintain good muscle tone by doing regular swimming activity. And I'm much more apt to get a pet in a water treadmill um, during the cold months um, if you have that opportunity at a, a pet um, a rehabilitation facility or uh, some 
some pools actually have that for pets in their uh, daycare facilities and such. Um, so that might be something else that you can do to help maintain that muscle tone without putting a lot of stress on those joints that are you know already achy and having some problems. Well, it's funny you say that because um, after she did have ACL surgery um, about five, six years ago, afterwards I would put a um, harness on her. We have a big pool, so that's not uh-huh. an in-ground pool. Um, I would put a harness on her and a leash, and I would walk around the pool as she'd swim, and I did that for therapy. So she's exactly. not a, she likes to get into the water. She'll get in and lay on the steps. So, you know, it feels good to her when we have a lot of, um, you know, hot summer days, which we do here. So that's, that's great. I can do that in the, um, in the summer. And it is so important, and I, I hate to say that, you know, you shouldn't walk your senior pet if they have arthritis or hip problems, because it really can make a difference to keeping some of those pets mobile into their um, very senior, senior years. So um, you just have to use some good sense with that. Right, yeah, because I have arthritis too, so I, I know, I, I, but I go to the gym regularly, so... Uh-huh. Even though it's not a lot, and there's certain things that are better than others, like swimming is very good. Um, but I, I just try and do every possible thing I can so that she's not in pain. Yeah, well, Pinky, you sound like you're definitely attentive mom number one, so I, I applaud you on that. Thank you for your call. We appreciate you calling in to Animal Radio. Thank you very much. one 405 Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And welcome, my friend. Let me give you this number, nice and slow. one 405 That is toll-free. On the other end of that phone, Judy Francis. She's screening your calls for Alan Cable, our dog trainer, dog father Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, and our veterinarian Dr. Debbie. And uh, Stacy working in the newsroom. I, w- I usually say working hard, but uh, today she's having too much fun in there. Joey, what do you got coming up today? I'm going to talk about cats, baby. We're going to talk about a little bit of cat grooming, keeping your cat happy, okay? You don't have a cat, do you? No, but we groom a lot of them, um, an awful lot of them. And you know what? It's, it's very important. There's certain things that you need to know about a cat's personality to um, for it to be successful. <laughs> I laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, because you guys have cats. You, 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 you definitely understand where I'm going with this. Well, you know, I used to work for a vet, too, and I had to do all the grooming and the bathing. And, you know, dogs were so easy. And actually, my son wanted me to do his cat, and I brought his little cute little kitten in to groom. Oh, my God. God, I came out of there just full of scratches and tore that cat tore me up. Well, you got to have gauntlets and a little I vodka. Know. I know. Yeah, think those are the necessary tools. Yeah, I think. Well, Joey will tell us in just a few minutes. What bandages, 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 lots of bandages, styptic powder. Yeah. <laughs> For you. Coming up this hour on Animal Radio, we'll talk to the guy who's founded the Pet Food Stamps Program. If you're on welfare or you'd get food stamps, you want to be listening up. Also this hour, we're going to answer that uh, nasty email about the Animals or People 2 radio jingle that we use. Uh, so you want to stick around for that right here. Which one are we going to? Going to line two. And on line two, we have John. John is calling from New Orleans. How you doing? Mardi Gras over you uh, over there? Uh, we're breaking up very badly. Yeah, what's uh, going on with your animal? Well, he's he's being in the house. He's from the shelter. I adopted him about three months ago, and uh, they started him on a heartworm program. And I can't exercise him due to the medication. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got a lot of energy, 
I don't know if that's connected with it, but I mean, he will just let it go. Uh, uh, I just finished cleaning up an enormous big pool of it. Is this a cat or a dog? This is, this is a, a dog. dog. It's a German Shepherd. He's a smart animal. Okay. Well, and um, just to clarify, so he's being treated with for heartworm disease, which means that he's being treated by the heavy-duty melarsamine, which um, helps to kill the, the adult worms. And when that happens, pets have to be confined strictly um, because activity, exercise, running, playing can actually cause those dying worms to lodge and cause blockages. Um, and that can actually cause a, a fatal event. So that's why that activity restriction is so imperative in a pet being treated for heartworm disease so um, it can be really tough because you know they do get they get anxious they get built up pent up energy so for some dogs uh, you know if it's appropriate and it's cleared with a veterinarian I will use some tranquilizers and sedatives to kind of help calm them um, at certain times of the day um, but beside that your, your problem with urination and urinating in the house um, I it would not typically be a symptom related to the heartworm treatment, um, but it's always a great idea to have that urine sample checked with your veterinarian to make sure there's not something going on. Because if there's not, then we're going to focus more on getting kind of back to the core basics with training. Um, an anxious or um, kind of freaked out pet who has all this energy that can't go outside may be more prone to eliminating in the house, either through urine marking or just soiling in the house. So um, in those instances, we really have to do super supervised uh, outdoor trips to go to the potty area and you have to go back and treat him almost like he's a puppy um, you know where you praise take him out on a leash you know give him loads of uh, affection and the occasional treat even for doing that outside um, and supervision really is key in these situations so um, you y- if you're missing the the urine accidents in the house, um, you know you can't you know you definitely can't punish them on those things. And the more you can supervise and get them outside and give that positive reinforcement for the good place that he goes, that's going to go the furthest here. Um, you know if this is more of a behavioral type problem. Oh, okay. Do you think that medication? can cause their hair to fall out? Not typically, um, but as far as if you're in an area where you have a lot of heartworm, you very likely have other types of parasitic diseases, so fleas would definitely be big. He doesn't have anything. No, he doesn't have any other diseases. Okay. Well, he's very, healthy. he's very healthy. Okay. Well, I mean, as far as um, you know, with the hair loss, um, you know, I, I guess I can't say a whole lot about that. It's hard to see it over the television. I don't think it's related to your pet's medication. Um, now, there certainly can also be pets that turn to themselves if they have cooped up anxiety, and they can actually uh, self-traumatize, um, and that can cause uh, hair loss. Um, they'll actually have sores, um, and, and that would be something typically you would be observing and then potentially seeing him then doing that. So if you're not witnessing that, um, it might be less likely for that. He's not doing that. Uh, yeah. Okay, let me ask yeah. one last question, Doc. Uh, <laughs> he's got a lot of gas. I don't know what to do for him. <laughs> okay, yeah. And is he is he a pretty, you said he's a pretty high-strung fella. Does he do a lot of panting, a lot of running around yeah. the house? Yes. He does? Okay, because one common cause of excess gas is excess ingestion of air. And this is one reason why a lot of the bulldogs and the squishy-faced dogs have tremendous gas is because they're always kind of going, swallowing air. So if a dog is running... 
running around panting a lot and they're really anxious, they may be inherently swallowing more air. So um, this is where maybe you know a, a sedative or an anti-anxiety medicine might help that uh, regard as well. Now, if not, and we still have a lot of gas, there's a couple things you can do. One thing is dietary altering. Um, so sometimes one type of diet or one brand might settle with a pet's digestive system better than another. Um, you know, just like people, you know, uh, certain diets may be better or not so good for them, depending on the fiber content in the ingredients. So that might be one thing to try is to switch to another good premium quality food and do that, right. um, you know, doing that gradually. Um, and, and in a pinch, there are some occasional dogs I give Bino to. <laughs> but that's... That's usually the the uncommon pet that have already tried everything else. What was the last thing you said? Trying Beano. Oh, well, that's what I told my wife we were going to do. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but I'd rather see you try a different diet first, though. Okay. I was talking to my wife about that, too, and she, but she wanted it for me. She was, uh, that was a whole different story. Hey, I appreciate your call today. Good luck with that, John. Uh, thanks for calling from New Orleans today, where I believe Mardi Gras is uh, finally ended there. Well, that, what does that last? Six months? It's a long-ass holiday. It's perpetual. It is. <laughs> Uh, listen, a uh, big show today. We got uh, some hate mail. Actually, it's not really hate mail. Yeah, maybe it is hate mail. Somebody very upset at the animals or people too jingle. Uh, that's all on the way right here. Uh, Joey's going to tell you how to groom a cat if you're so inclined to do that. Well, everybody knows that the economy's tough and things are tight for people. You know, uh, it's very difficult sometimes for people to even feed their dogs and cats. But New Mexico has created a new food stamp program for animals. And is it true that uh, we will have the founder of that food stamp program on the show today? Yes, we are, because I want to find out a little bit more about it. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. In Cincinnati, a lucky seven-year-old girl won an eight-pound lobster in a local supermarket raffle, but the lobster was really the lucky one. Miranda Hutchins was determined to win Bubba the lobster so she could set him free. Easier said than done. After winning, Miranda's family called and emailed zoos and aquariums, but none of them wanted Bubba. Finally, Mike Britson from the Columbus Zoo contacted a diver in Maine who agreed to find Bubba a home in the Atlantic. Miranda's family spent $280 to send Bubba to Maine in a foam container. Bubba should be safe from the dinner plate in Maine waters where lobsters his size are illegal to catch and keep. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. That's the sound of Selsun Science wiping out dandruff. Introducing Selsun Blue Sensitive Scalp. Feel it get to the root of dandruff and gently whisk scalp irritation away with soothing vitamins B5, E, and essential oils. Now when you style your hair, it feels oh so good to the touch. New Selsun Blue Sensitive Scalp. Science for your scalp.
Use as directed. If you depend on prescription opioid painkillers or heroin to get through each day, you may ask yourself, how did I get here? Withdrawal and rehab seem like scary and difficult roads, but there is a different way. I know because I was just like you and I found it at TurnToHelpNow.com. At TurnToHelpNow.com, I learned about different ways to get help, including those in a private setting without the need for daily visits. Find your courage and go to TurnToHelpNow.com today. At Hotels.com, we've got thousands of deals for every occasion. And to celebrate spring, we've got low prices on your favorite getaways. But what could we call such a fantastic sale? The I'm so happy it's finally spring I could dance sale? The man I love a quick weekend getaway sale? The grab the camera because it's family vacation time sale? How about just the spring sale? That about sums it up. Now through April 1st, save up to 30% on your favorite destinations. Book now only at Hotels.com. Finding you the perfect place at the perfect price. This is Animal Radio. Okay, I, I just can't believe how much reaction we are getting to the uh, jingle, Animals Are People too jingle. This one. Animals are people. You might hear it once, twice during the show, and it is making not only the phones ring, but the email going crazy. It's very nostalgic sounding. Well, forget the sound. It's what it's saying that's upsetting people. I know that, uh, Joey, you're hearing about it, too. We got an email today from, uh, can I say her name? Sure, she put it in the email, right not. Hi, my name is Jillian McCallum. And I reside in San Luis Obispo, California. Just down the road. Just down the road. She says, I was listening to the show Sunday, February 17th, and heard the jingle, Animals Are People Too. As a pet owner, that jingle seemed to play right into the animal rights mantra. Might I suggest changing it to Animals and Their People Too? Unless you meant to imply that animals are people. And in that case, I'll stop listening to the show and supporting your local sponsors. That's how animate this young lady is. She, she really she, doesn't like it. She would stop listening to the show because, because of, that. of this jingle. Animals are wow. people too. Play it again. Wow. Play it again. <laughs> well, no, I, yeah. I got to tell you, I'm going to fix this up. And I mentioned this on a call two weeks back that I would fix it up. And Dangerous Dan. Dangerous Dan called and he said he was very upset about that yes. too. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping this version will work for you. Animals are family. <laughs> Does that work for you? How about... How about people, animals, too? I like that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thanks for your email. Uh, email us at yourvoice at animalradio.com. We'd love to get those emails. Just crazy. Crazy, crazy. You know, I have a theory. Pick your battles, people. What's your theory? Right. Well, my theory is when, whenever somebody gets upset over something like this, this is not the core problem. The core problem, if you really look at people and analyze people, the core pl- problem is love. Now, when somebody is happy and they're getting, you know, uh, what would you call it, uh, Joey, nookie, you know, when they're, when they're having fun with their significant <laughs> other or they're loved and, and they're getting busy, you know, they're happy and they don't come up with all this stuff, this ludicrous stuff to complain about everything because they're happy. But when somebody like you go to a bar there's a guy in the bar he's leaning against the wall he looks like a mass murderer he's got this look on his face and he's mad because no women will talk to him but no women will talk to him because he looks like that because he's got that face on but the guy who's smiling and acting open and welcoming and warming and funny he's got all the ladies wanting to talk to him and he's the happy guy he doesn't have time to complain about jingles but the guy against the wall he's like well who am i gonna ruin what day am i gonna ruin today because i'm miserable i want everybody else to be miserable (laughs) 
Hey, you, you know how I look at it? If they're complaining about jingles, they're listening. That is absolutely correct. And um, Jillian, was it Jillian or Gillian? I think it's Jillian. We, I, Alan was not inferring that you're a lonely, bitter woman or anything like that. I'll I just wasn't. Put, uh, I kind of thought he was. Send your emails to <laughs> Alan at... How about... Animals are jingle singers. Too. By the end of the show, we'll have a new jingle. Animals are... Cadassians too. <laughs> I want to have what you're drinking. <laughs> well, Deb, it's just called life. Well, you're perky enough as it is. You don't need anything. Oh, I've got my Diet Coke right here. That's all I need. Yeah, that's all you need. I think I think you change that jingle every week and make it something else that is people, but... Animals are... Garbage collectors, too. <laughs> We're taking your suggestions for what animals should be. Animals are... Animals, too. Celebrity Apprentice Contestants Love Star Bitches Animal Communicator Joy Turner just got a call from a dog who doesn't like the jingle either. He doesn't want to be associated with people. Wow. <laughs> We're out of control. Let's go to Jason. Hey, Jason, how are you doing today? All right, how are you doing? Good. Where are you calling from? Hamburg, Pennsylvania. Probably listening on WEEU, and I appreciate That's it. That's correct. Well, I understand you have a dog issue, and I have Alan Cable. He can fix any vexing dog issues you have. Promise. Okay. I have a, a, a lab Rottweiler mix. Um, to give you our schedule, um, we both, both me and my wife work. Um, 7 o'clock in the morning, dogs go out. They go to the bathroom. They come in. Um, they're in the room until I come home at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I take them out. They go potty. They come in. They eat their dinner in between 3 and 8 o'clock at night. Me and my wife take them out. They go to they go to the bathroom. They do their business. They both they both go. I have two dogs anyway, two labs. But the three year old lab is the one I'm talking about. Um, they both do their business, come back in, um, and every night she still goes to the bathroom on the floor. It's like a every night thing. I don't know how to stop her from doing it. Where does she go to the bathroom? On the floor. I know where where the same spot every time or a different spot or carpet uh, hardwood. Well, we, uh, we had her up with my son up in his room for a little bit, and yes, it would be in the same spot every time on the steps. And then just last night, we figured, you know, let's, I, I just put new carpet in my son's room, so I didn't want her to stay up there, so I let her stay down with, with me and my wife and my other dog, and she still wound up going then in my daughter's room on the floor. Yeah. So it's and, like, and I when you, when you, in in I want to put new carpet in in there, but I'm afraid to because she's going to keep going to the bathroom on the floor. When you, when you find it the next day, do you get mad at her? No, I can't because it's, how can I get mad at her? I wasn't there when she did it. Okay. Very simple. Um, first of all, uh, how many hours is it between the time you go to bed and wake up that she gets to go again? How many total hours does she, uh, you know, is uh, she not supposed to? We go to bed, we take them out at nine o'clock and then, my wife is taking them back out at seven in the morning again. So okay. Do you, do you take do you take their water away? Do you do you leave water yeah. out during the night, or do no. you take it away? No water, no food. Okay. And so you let her have free run of the house too. She can go wherever she wants. Uh, just just on the second floor. She's just not, on the uh, second we floor. Have the, we have a baby gate across the the top of the steps. She's not allowed to go downstairs. She just stays upstairs okay. with me and the wife. First thing is, uh, have you taken her to the vet to make sure nothing's wrong? I have not. 
Okay. I, I would start there, and if there's nothing wrong, and there probably isn't. The second thing you're going to do, it, it's a very simple thing. It's going to make you uncomfortable for a couple of weeks, but it will work very well. When this happens, you kind of got to retrain your dog, repotty train your dog. So first thing you're going to do is get a good enzyme cleaner at the pet food store that's designed to take the scent totally out, and you're going to clean all the areas where the dog is gone that you know about so that she's not tempted to go back to those areas. The second thing you're going to do is confine her to a crate, a kennel, or a room, maybe your room, uh, so that you can hear. And she wakes you up if there's activity. She can let you know she has to go. But the best thing, put her in a crate overnight to start with. And what you're going to do is you're going to wake up. Let's say you go to bed at 9. You're going to wake up at about 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, and you're going to let her out. And every night, you're going to do that for about four days. And then every night after that, you're going to lengthen it by about 15, maybe a half hour. So for a week at 2 o'clock in the morning, you're going to get up, you're going to let her out, you're going to go back to bed, put her in a crate. And then you're going to do it at 2.30, and then you're going to do it at 3 o'clock, and slowly you're going to work your way up to the time you normally would let her go out, and that should pretty much solve your problem. Okay. You're going to teach her uh, slowly when it's okay for her to go out, where it's okay for her to go out. So when you take her out late at night, no talking. Put her on the leash, you get out there, you go, go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom or whatever it is you say. Pee, whatever it is, whatever words you use. Go to the bathroom. All business. As soon as she goes and is finished going, good dog. Give her a treat. Go back in the house. Put her in her crate. Go to bed. You said it would be okay to just keep her in the room instead of crating her? Well, for some reason, you, you seem to be adverse to the crate, but the crate is yeah. a wonderful, th- the crate is a wonderful thing. Uh, it, it really is. There's nothing harmful or bad about a crate. Dogs actually love crates, and that's why they like to lay under coffee tables, and they like to go in small confined spaces because it reminds them of their den. So a crate is actually a good thing. If you want to, you can leash her up to your bed so that she's right yeah. there with you, but right. I would use a, I would use a crate and, until you can okay. trust her. What were you going to say, Deb? Oh, I was just going to say, Ellen, I think, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned to to see the vet to make sure there's not anything going on urinary-wise because actually female dogs can develop some incontinence problems that can present themselves usually when they're sleeping and lying down. So talking to your vet, having that checked out would be definitely an important step before you start, um, you know, getting really uh, into a vigorous training program. And in the crate, um, I, I, I endorse that as well because if she were having accidents in the crate, you know, I've got more argument for that situation that you got a health problem there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And you should always, with, with any kind of problem with bathroom and going to the bathroom and urinating and stuff like that, always take your dog to the vet because, you know, it could be a physical problem that she has. Right. That's where you start. Number two, she's not peeing. Oh, she's pooing. Yes. It's not, it's not urine. And well, you know what? The, the thing about you, it you, is, is every time that we take her out, she goes. It's not like we take her out and she, she messes around or anything. She goes out, she does her business, and we come in. So it's not, it's not like she's not going. So she, she does number two when you take her out at night? Every, yes, every night, every time, you know, between eight and nine o'clock at night on schedule, you know, we, we, we have, we keep, we, we keep a tight schedule. We both work. We, we, you know, we have, we have schedules. Well, and, I mean, do me a, do me a favor. And, do me a favor because, you know, it, obviously she's not getting it all out. So stay out there with her a little bit longer. Stay okay. out there a little, allow her to sniff around, let her take her time. And let her go more than once, because I'll bet you she probably has to. She's probably conditioned to go, and then you go in the house. If you stay out there a little bit longer with her, no talking, just stand there, let her sniff around, be patient, and and she goes again, then tell her what a good dog she is. I, I suspect 
that will help as well. But you've got to take control of the situation so that you can teach her and train her, retrain, rehousebreak her again. And the best way to do that is with a crate or to have her confined to a space that's very close to you so that you can hear her rustle when she has to go. If she right. goes and she do, and you don't wake up, you're gonna you need to use a crate, buddy, because it's not mean. Trust me, she'll love it in there. You know why? Because you're always happy to see her when you open the door, and so they associate it with good things. Okay. This is Judy from Animal Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors, Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Lickin' Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaAndChewy's.com. That's Chewy's, C-H-E-W-Y-S.com. Phyto-Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to phytofriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. There's a huge statue, and it's called Bad Dog, and it's turning out to be pretty good publicity for the Orange County Museum of Art. The 28-foot-tall piece of art from Richard Jackson depicts a dog who's lifting one of his legs, and then he leaves a little yellow paint stain on the side of the building. Museum spokeswoman Kristen Schmidt told the Orange County Register almost all of the reaction to the dog has been pretty positive, although some people are not so happy that uh, the dog is anatomically correct. Jackson, meanwhile, explains that his intention was never to shock or offend anybody, but he says, you know, sometimes people's reaction to a, a particular piece of art often vary, and it usually depends on whether you're going home from church or maybe from a strip club when you see it. You know, it's funny. I've never heard it explained that way. I always thought that art was in the eye of the beholder. That's that's the line I always heard. Never heard the strip club one. Surprise. Residents in Shelby, North Carolina are pretty upset. There are these vultures that are flocking to their town. According to ABC News, the birds typically pass through the town on their winter migration south, but 
This year, they decided to stay because of the mild winter. Kristen Duren from the North Carolina Cooperative Extension says the state's agriculture service says the state is just not getting cold enough to push them along. So there's like about 150 turkey vultures that have been calling this town home. The birds have been unsettling to many residents, to say the least, but Joan Schmutz says uh, she doesn't really mind them. She says every morning the vultures land in her yard and they throw out their wings and they catch the sun. While she enjoys watching the birds, though, she says they've been doing a job on her yard. Well, this next story is pretty disturbing. This was first centered on Britain and Ireland, the scandal over beef products filled with horse meat, and it's escalating across continental Europe. After Nestle, one of the world's best-known food companies, said it was removing pasta meals from store shelves in Italy and Spain. There are growing calls for more oversight of processed food. The involvement of Nestle is significant in a fast-moving situation that's forcing Europeans to question the content of their meals. Before the announcement, the horse meat crisis had already spread, with perhaps a dozen countries caught up in product recalls. Nestle said it was confident that products in the American market were unaffected. Nestle USA does not use meat sourced from Europe, a company statement said. Additionally, USDA meat inspectors are in all processing plants and also have responsibility to oversee any type of imported meat. We also have requested and received confirmation from all of our suppliers that they do not provide Nestle USA with any meat from the affected countries and companies. You know, there's no slaughterhouses operating in the U.S. and no horse meat is imported from for human consumption, making the chances that Americans are unintentionally eating horse meat fairly remote, according to a USDA spokesperson. Nonetheless, very disturbing. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at ScoopFree.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolic Cat toys automatically entertain and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolic Cat Bolt or Frolic Cat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolic Cat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolic Cat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at FrolicCat.com. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. Some nights I can't get to sleep. Some nights I can't stay asleep. With Unisom, I can do both. Unisom sleep tabs are clinically proven to help you fall asleep 33% faster and keep you asleep longer so you get a more restful night's sleep. 
Made with an ingredient not found in other leading sleep aids, Unisom sleep tabs are safe and non-habit forming. Just one pill takes the uncertainty out of bedtime, giving you the sleep you need. So I wake up ready to go. Unisom sleep tabs. Fall asleep faster. Sleep longer. Radio, not your father's pet talk. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Remember, you can get Animal Radio on the Animal Radio app for your iPhone or Android. Hear it anytime you want, and actually ask your questions right from the app. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, and of course over at AnimalRadio.com and live right now in your ears. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. We've been talking this morning about pet food stamps because, you know, sometimes, especially with the foreclosures, people really can't afford their pet's food. And sometimes they'll even give up their own food so that their pet will. We hear these stories Mm -hmm. so that their pet can eat. Yeah, they don't eat. They give all their food to their animals. Mark Ocon, and I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, Mark. Is that Ocon? It is, Alan, and uh, thanks for having me. You are the founder and the executive director of the Pet Food Stamps Program. And this is a uh, non-profit program. Where are you located? We're located in Queens, New York. Queens, New York. Okay. So is this national? It is national, correct. Okay. What do you guys do? Well, basically what we do is we uh, send out pet food through Pet Food Direct to people in this country, U.S. citizens, who are on food stamps of public assistance and are simply having a rough time feeding their pets. Now, is it true that on the food, the regular food stamps that people get, they cannot spend it on pet food? That is correct. Oh, and I actually know. learned that a couple of years ago when a lady friend of mine was on food stamps having a rough time, had a cat, and was telling me that she would have to feed her cat before her sometimes. Mm. And I said, but you're on food stamps. And she said, yeah, but you're not allowed to buy pet food Oh, with it, I didn't and that's know that. how the idea developed. The germ of the idea, and it stayed with me. I pursued it, and was able to finally get the project off the ground about two weeks ago. Just oh, it's so two it's so fresh. It's a little baby. It's, is what it's it is. brand new. I mean, the germ of the idea has been around for a couple of years, but the due diligence, the research, and all the things that come together to bring a project of this nature to fruition took some time, and it actually opened up exactly two weeks ago tonight. Well, I think you're doing good work because many pet owners, sometimes if they're not as attached to their pets as I am, they'll give up their pets because they can't afford them any longer, and then they end up in the shelters, and that ultimately they may be euthanized simply because they're homeless. But there are over 50 million Americans who currently receive food stamps, so I think what you're doing is absolutely awesome. How can someone apply? If somebody's listening right now, they're on food stamps, and they want to get food for their animals, how can they apply for this? You could simply go to PetFoodStamps.org. That's one word. PetFoodStamps.org. There's a sign-up tab. You fill out some very basic information, nothing personal other than your name, address, and number. And then in a few weeks, you'll be contacted by an enrollment agent to begin the verification process. And if you do know somebody who could use this service, I would ask the listeners to please contact them and alert them as well to the program. Now, do you have to be on food stamps in order to apply for this? No. People at or below the poverty level are also able to apply, whether you're on some type of welfare or you are... Uh, are in a very low income bracket but haven't uh, received your actual food stamps yet, there are ways to uh, receive pet food as well in that category. Now, I have a lot of patients who are on, you know, therapeutic diets for medical problems. Um, Are there any kind of distinctions on what kind of food, um, brands of food that you, you will cover? 
Any of the brands available is uh, available to peruse at PetFoodDirect.com. You can check out uh, the varieties there. There are no RX, no medicines with this program yet, and I stress yet. It is, it is specifically food. Okay, and, and Pet Food Direct, are they in cahoots with you, or are you just No, okay. they, I have to be very clear about this. We are not affiliated with them. They are not affiliated with us. We simply choose to use them to make all of our pet food purchases. Now, what if I have uh, anything, you know, another animal besides a cat or dog? I have a bird or a rabbit or a ferret. Do you provide food for those animals as well? Well, initially the program was going to focus on cats and dogs, but as you can imagine, the amount of letters, and they're in the thousands in just the first couple of days, uh, talking about parrots, uh, an awful lot of parrots. You know, I have uh, turtles myself, uh, people with reptiles and ferrets and uh, guinea pigs. So uh, Pet Food Direct does carry those products, and we uh, we did expand to offer those as well. Mm, now, the most important thing, obviously, if you're not on uh, welfare or you don't have a low income, maybe you could help out with this. You're applying for tax-deductible status right now. Is that what's happening? That is correct. It's now pending. Okay, it is pending. We do have our, we do have our tax ID number, though. Okay, and if you do get accepted, I believe it's retroactive. Any donations will be tax deductible for that. So PetFoodStamps.com is the website. Dot org. Dot org. Dot org. Okay. Yes, it's a non-profit, non-profit or .org. Okay. Uh, that was uh, wrong right there. Yes, I corrected Who, Who's going to die for that? I, it was my mistake. <laughs> it was my mistake. Sorry. I'll make sure I correct wow. that. Wow. That's I the thing, but it's okay. We can rectify it. It's simply PetFoodStamps.org, which is the standard domain for uh, recognized non-profit organizations. Very good work. We'll put all the information over at AnimalRadio.com. Mark, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you both, Hal and Judy, and continue uh, the great work. Thank you so much. Bye-bye now. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with the Dream Team. Let's go to... I could barely read that. I know. I wrote it a little bit too small. We're going to line three, Leah. Hi, Leah. How are you? I am great. Hi, Joy. Hi, everybody. I stream you on the computer. And, Joy, I just love you, and I love you, new baby. Well, thank you very much. So I'm calling today. today. Um, I want to talk about Jilly. Jilly is what, dog cat? Jilly is my cat. She's 12 years old. She um, most recently, um, I found some scabs along her spine, and what she likes to do is go under my bed. She tore apart the under part of my box spring because she likes to tear things. And um, my Bella, who's a two-year-old Maltese, likes to chase her. And I think that she scratched her back, um, and I've been talking with her about that. So I'm really glad to be talking to you today. Okay, well, Jilly is a little bit grouchy at Bella. Yeah. Because Bella is the one that's making her have what she calls her owies. Okay. And she knows that you're trying to get Bella to stop that, but it doesn't seem to... She says, she guesses it's doing some good, but it's not doing as much good as she would like. Yeah, I know. Bella's um, the newest addition, and uh, you can help talk to Bella, but... I do stop her when she goes under the bed to get Bella, um, to get Jilly, and Jilly comes up only at night to my bed and uh, stomps all over Bella, who's under the blankets. Um, Bella knows she's not to do that, and I, I told her that it upsets Jilly a lot, but she's just two, and she's kind of alpha. So what I'm telling Jilly, first of all, Jilly wanted you to know that she thinks it's appropriate that she walks all over Bella when she's under the yeah. covers, because after all, it's only like payback. Right, yeah. So I agree. I tell her, go to you, go, girl. <laughs> she doesn't have an issue with that at all. And I'm telling her that eventually Bella will mature. And hopefully, as she matures, 
then she should begin to be a little bit better companion. And I suggested to Jilly, because she tells me she's never done this, that she talk to Bella and say, Bella, good behavior around me, relating to me or something like that, would be, and then explain what exactly she wants her to do rather than not do. Because Jilly has been very busy, she tells me, telling Bella what not to do. Stop that. Stop that. Stop that. Don't do that. Bella's not paying any attention. So I'm telling Julie, if she explains to Bella exactly what she does want her to do, Mm -hmm. it might give Bella a little better idea because Bella doesn't have an idea, really. I mean, she's doing what she's doing, and it's kind of what she knows. And so I'm explaining to Julie, if she wants different behavior out of Bella, she has to explain what that different behavior would look like. So you could do the same thing. I'm so blessed that I get to talk to you again today. Thank you very much, and thanks for listening to Animal Radio. That could only mean one thing. The Dog Father, Joey Volani, brought to you by Stella and Chewy's Natural Goodness for Dogs. Made with raw USDA inspected meat, it's raised naturally, no added hormones, no antibiotics. The official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. She loves it. Her head perked up as soon as I said Stella and Chewy's. And that's the website, StellaandChewy's.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the dog father. You know, I get a lot of people call me about cat issues, and I, uh, I figured let me t- let's talk about it here. The woman asked me, and she wanted to know how come every time she has her cat groomed, particularly a haircut where it's cut down real short, why the cat goes and hides. And um, cats are very sensitive. I want everyone to know they're not as, as, like dogs. I mean, dogs can also be shy, but cats know when something is completely different. So when you ball the cat and you make a cat naked, what ends up happening is the cat knows that there's something wrong. They don't know they're bald. They don't know they're naked. They just know something's not right. So what they do is they hide because that's their way of their defense mechanism. But I just want a lot of people to know and understand because people think that lion cuts, you know, they look great and that sort of thing, but you're doing something very unnatural to a cat that's not something that most of them like. Some of them, you may think that they do, but honestly, they would rather have their nice coat, um, or I should say fur, because dogs have coats, cats have fur. Um, they would like to have their fur. The bottom line is this. Make sure your cat is not entangle-free. It's going to make a big difference as far as the, how the cat feels, their attitude, everything about it. Keep it natural. So the most important thing that you can do is brush and comb. And if your cat doesn't like a brush, just use the comb. If you combed your cat twice a week, and I'm, go- I'm talking about long, short, medium hair, whatever, twice a week, you'll never have problems. Your cat will never get dirty because what happens is when a cat gets matted up, they don't like to clean themselves anymore because they can't. The process it becomes um, a little bit, how could I say it? It, it, it becomes bogus. They're like, hey, you know, what is this here that I'm licking on? It's a big old knot. It's a big old mat. They can't get down to their skin. So what they do is they start neglecting their own grooming. So the process is if you keep them tangle-free, you're going to have a cat that's going to look better. It's going to feel better. The less dander that they'll get in most cases because they're actually treating themselves. Cats routinely don't need to be bathed. Um, you can just use a spray bottle of water, um, a rag, a towel, anything. Spray them, wipe them off. That's as much cleaning as they ever need if they're not doing it themselves. I mean, some cats at times will need a bath, but that's because we didn't follow the process of the grooming, which is brushing and combing. So really important. Keep your cat brush tangle or, or comb tangle free. They'll keep themselves clean. If you have to cut them down for whatever reason, don't do it more than once. Do it once 
learn, understand this isn't natural process, and you know what, move on from there, and you'll have a very, very happy kitty. We started brushing our cats real young, so they enjoy it, and they want to be brushed. It's bonding time. Well, it is. That's the whole thing. If you start young, you're not going to have problems. It's when all of a sudden, you know, you have a four-year-old cat, and you decide, okay, let's start it now, and in most cases, they don't like it in most cases. They're not like dogs. You can't reason with a cat. A cat is like a wife. A wife is the boss of the oh. house. Oh the cat is the boss in the house, and until you understand that, um, <laughs> you're not going to have a happy relationship, okay? So that goes like with your cat as well, so remember that. There you go, Joey Volani. Email him at joey at animalradio.com, and check out his new line of odor and spot removers with his big old mug on the front. And remember, a cat is like a wife, so why get a wife? Hey. <laughs> so it, it is definitely a lot cheaper. Oh. <laughs> Celebrating our connection with your pets, toll free, 1-866-405-8405. If you have a cat, listen up. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by the Scoop Free Litter. It's an automatic litter. you got to love it. Judy has one of these. She changes it once a month. It's pretty amazing. Plus, it has a little hood if your cat likes privacy and the health counter. So you know if your cat's urinating too much, which is a sign of like urinary infections or yes, something like that. This is great. Keep good track of them. It is an awesome litter and these crystals. The cats just love these little crystal trays that they put in it. It doesn't smell. People walk into the studio and they say, where's the cat? We don't smell the cat. And we have to convince them that there are actually cats here. <laughs> you should pick up on one of these. Scoopfree.com is the website. It comes with a 90-day money-back guarantee, a one-year limited product warranty, and free shipping. $20 off your first order. The link's over at AnimalRadio.com, or you just head on right on over to ScoopFree.com. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring Animal Radio. And, in fact, let's go ahead and give one out right now. If you have a cat and would like to try out the Scoop Free litter, call me at 1-866-405-8405, and we'll hook you up. Let's uh, also go to line five. We have Eric calling from Reading, I assume listening on WEEU. Hey, Eric. Hi, the voice of Berks County. It is. It's a great station. We've been on that station for almost a decade. Really? A lot of people love their animals over there in Reading. You notice that? I uh, my my dog is a, my dog I have problems with, uh, with a little bit of potty training and uh, the nasty habits. It's a fox terrier uh, Jack Russell mix. Very high energy dog. Yes, it is. What are you doing about that? What do you do about your high energy dog? How do you exercise your high energy dog? I take her for walks. It's hard for me to walk sometimes. She and I had her yeah. for a walk in the field once, and a hawk almost got her. The osprey wanted to get her in the worst way. I scared the osprey away. Yeah. So what's your problem? What's what's going on? Well. She just wants to play all the time. I take her out to go to go potty. She just wants to run around and chase me and uh, make me chase her and stuff, and then she won't go. Yeah, you know, it all starts with the leash. I'm glad you walk her. How, how many times a day do you walk her? Well, it's hard for me to walk, so it's usually just once a day. I'm talking yeah, so, once a day. I go for about a quarter-mile walk or so. Does she like to fetch? Does she like to just chase balls and bring them back or anything like that? Yes, that's an obsession with her, chasing balls and bringing them back to me. Sometimes she won't bring it back to me. Well, I can't throw it if you don't bring it back to me. And she looks at me and barks. 
You know what, Eric? The, one of the hardest things about doing the, this show is that I can't be there with you to see what you're doing, to see how you're speaking to your dog, to see how much you're talking to your dog. So to make it very simple, when you when you're going to the bathroom, when you're taking your dog to the bathroom, and when you're playing, you've got to make two distinct, separate events in your dog's mind. Your dog has to know in his mind that it's time to go to the bathroom and it's not playtime. But the first most important thing with especially a terrier or a small breed like that is to tire that dog out every day and make sure that dog gets a lot of exercise. Because they are so high energy, they've got to be fulfilled. And when they're not finding fulfillment, when they're not getting their energy out, they're going to act all crazy all the time. So that's the best way to know your dog's not getting oh, enough yeah. energy. So maybe, yeah. you know, I, I don't know how much it costs. Maybe there's somebody in your neighborhood like Judy, a dog walker, that can walk your dog every day for you. And, and maybe you can play with your dog to the point where your dog is actually panting and tired and wants to lay down and not play. So you would actually see. to her. She just wants to keep going and going. In the middle of the night, she'll start getting her squeaky toys and <laughs> putting him in my face. Well, again, just... again, again, that is because the dog is not getting enough exercise during the day. Yeah. So if, you, if your dog's getting enough exercise, then your dog will be a lot more mellow and lay around a little bit. Even terriers will just lay around a little bit. So you got to find a way to tire your dog out. And then when you take your yeah. dog to the bathroom, you don't want to talk, Eric. You don't want to talk at all. You just want to put your dog on the leash. You bring your dog outside. You kind of just stand there. You look off into the distance. You wait for your dog to start sniffing around. Once they start sniffing around, that's their signal that they're actually getting ready to go to the bathroom. And when your dog starts to do that and give you that signal, you pick a set of words, uh, like maybe go to the bathroom, and you just say it over and over. Don't use the words hurry up, because the words hurry up, you might use that around people. You know, you might say, hey, hurry up, hurry up, we're going to the restaurant. Hurry up, we're going to the sports, so we're going to the game. So you don't want to use words that you would use all the time. Maybe go to the bathroom would be the best words. And so when your dog starts sniffing around, you just stand there and go, go pee, go pee, go pee, and you say it three times, stop, and then do it again. Go pee, go pee, go pee. Then when your dog does start go to the bath to go to the bathroom, just be silent. After your dog has gone to the bathroom, you say, good dog, and you give your dog a treat. And then it's playtime or go back in the house time. And you do it consistently. What about the ahead, problem? Uh, she used to ride my arm for some strange reason. She just started laying on the sofa watching TV. She called and started hopping my arm. What did yeah, well, you know, her, no. There's, well, that's good. Yeah, just go, no. And, and give her a, a little poke in the neck with your fingers. Anything you don't like. When she's doing what you do like, you go, good dog. But don't try not to talk so much. You know, try not to have long conversations with her. Try to try to be very, very uh, disciplined with the words you use and how often you talk to your dog till she starts to calm down, and then you can start talking to her and stuff. See, listen, and uh, one time I used it, one time I pat her on the back. I said, "Buff pat her." No, you want to on the back. She said, "I love you." She barked, "I well, we love you." <laughs> she licked me. Yeah, this is cute. one of the most wonderful things. You ever see that dog on the internet that actually was going? Oh, roar, roar. Here it is. I have it right here. <laughs> Well, there you there you go, Eric. I mean, you know, you know, you love border collie, so maybe you should get another dog, a border collie. Another dog would tire your terrier out too. They could just run around like maniacs together. 
Yeah, I just, I just thought about it. I, I, I go to the local pet store and I, I kind of fall in love with the Pomeranians. I hold them and they all kiss and bite my mustache and look me all over in the face and <laughs> the puppies love me. I, I got a, a kind of attraction with dogs. I can go up to any strange dog and put my arm down and sniff it and they, I scratch them behind the ear and they give me the old lick and jump in my lap almost. You're a puppy Dang. magnet. That's what you are, yeah. Eric. Hey, thanks for your call today. That, my friends, is another animal radio show thank you for joining us today don't forget you can visit us all week long over at our website at animalradio.com and of course the animal radio app for iphone and android make your smartphone even smarter with the animal radio app and uh, download that right now you can ask your questions right from the app and of course dr debbie's books yorkshire terriers shih tzus pugs mini schnauzers how to be your dog's best friend all available at amazon and link to from AnimalRadio.com. Have yourself a great week. Goodbye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.